Debt can be a good thing, especially when used when investing in real estate investments. But not all debt is created equal. What do I mean? Keep watching. Welcome to Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf, the show with weekly topics designed to help you learn how to build your ideal life through real estate investing. My name is Kenny Wolf, and I've been a real estate syndicator and investor for over 11 years now. And in this time, I've built a successful real estate investment firm, Wolf Investments. If you're new to the show, make sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode comes out. A lot of financial planners and Dave Ramsey himself have coached countless people on how bad debt is for your financial future. And while there is bad debt out there, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Bad debt is any debt where you aren't making money off of those borrowings. Some examples of this are credit card debt, auto loans, home loans, etc. Now, some of those I mentioned could technically be considered good debt. So for example, for the truck driver who borrows to pay for his big rig, or he's making money off that big rig, that would be considered good debt. A home loan can also be considered good debt or bad debt. The loan you take out to buy your personal residence would be considered bad debt. But the home loan you take out to buy an investment house or short-term rental would be considered good debt. You're taking in monthly rental income and taking that to pay your monthly mortgage. So if you bought it right, then you're not only making monthly cash flow, but someone else is paying off your mortgage for you. There's no easier way to become a millionaire in this country than picking up some rental real estate. And you can get there fairly easily while using debt. So what is the easiest way to make a million dollars in America? I'm biased, but I'd argue real estate is the easiest way to go. Say you're in your 20s or 30s, and your goal is to create a million dollar nest egg for yourself where you aren't the one funding it. Sound too good to be true? What if you go out and buy four single family homes at roughly 200K a piece? Now this option is going to be a little hands-on as single family tends to be, but we'll talk about a more, more of a passive way to invest in real estate here in a second. So now back to the single family route. So you buy one single family home with about 20% down payment. So you'll pay or 40K plus some small closing costs to kick off your $1 million nest egg. Since you paid 40K down payment, that means your loan is going to be $160,000. Hopefully you did your homework and found a rental house that can bring in 1% or more of the purchase price and rental income each month. So if you paid $200,000, then you'd want the minimum rental income of 2K a month. So let's say you do make $2,000 a month in rent and with a $160,000 loan at a 5% fixed interest rate and a 30-year amortization, your mortgage payment is roughly $859. Add in your highly localized property taxes and insurance. So let's say property taxes are $350 a month and insurance is $100. You'll have to adjust that for your state, obviously, but we'll use those for today. That means you're making cash flow of roughly $691 a month. At the same time, your mortgage is being covered by your rental income. Part of that mortgage payment is going towards the principal on your loan. Once you get the first single family rental operational, then I'd highly recommend nailing down a second as soon as you can. To come up with the down payment for that second one, you'll have some options. You can do another 40K in cash or look to see if your first single family rental has gained enough value to pull some equity out. If there's equity in there and you're smart enough to use that to buy a second single family rental and you rinse and repeat that, then you're on the fast track to that $1 million nest egg. Once you get to the four single family rental mark, 
you're going to be racking up some decent cash flow every month, and your residents are paying off your loans for you. Over the next 10 to 15 years, you'll most likely get that $1 million in net worth just from those four single-family rentals through paying down the mortgages, the cash flow, and the appreciation on those assets. A lot of the financial planner celebrities out there would say to pay off that first rental house before buying a second one. But when investing in single family rentals, your risk is so much higher when you only own one single family rental. So at that property, when you have a vacancy, you're 100% vacant. So by, by owning two or more houses, you can withstand the vacancies much better as you'll have cash flow coming in to cover any other of the vacant houses mortgages. Another con to investing in single family rentals is the very hands-on nature of, of this asset class. And that goes for short-term rentals as well. You will absolutely get late night calls about water heaters and plumbing issues. You'll have to handle evictions and manage leasing out your own property. It's par for the course when you're investing in these smaller types of rental real estate. In these smaller assets, you can't really afford professional property management or that management company handles all of the day-to-day -day challenges to operating rental real estate. Now, there are a lot of folks that have become millionaires while investing in single-family rentals, but just go in, eyes wide open, that there will be a little sweat equity that goes into investing in these smaller properties. So now, how would you go about investing in larger-scale commercial properties where you still get the cash flow, the principal paydown, and appreciation? You'd go out looking for passive real estate investment opportunities. There are a lot of them out there these days. In those investments, you'll be using debt, but just on a much larger scale and typically with a lot better lending terms. As a passive investor in projects that use debt, you'll still get the perks of using debt as a great way to build up equity over the years as your residents or tenants if you're buying retail, office, or industrial real estate, those folks paying off your loans for you. You just won't have the late night phone calls about operational issues at those properties. That's our job. By investing passively, you can also be on the lookout for investments where the business plan includes a refinance in years two or three, where you get a good chunk of your equity back and you retain ownership in the property. Then you can take those refi proceeds that are not taxed at the time of the refinance and invest those dollars into another investment offering, thus com compounding your returns in a major way. So using good debt as a tool for investing in rental real estate is an absolutely amazing tool. And yes, real estate takes some upfront capital for sure. And it is a very capital intensive business. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So to get started, you need to figure out where you want to end up. Do you want to self-manage a portfolio of single family homes or short-term rentals? I know a lot of folks that prefer that method and have retired one spouse who focuses on the day-to-day -day operations of those assets. I've actually heard of an investor who racked up 100 single family homes. And when he was asked why he never made the jump to larger real estate investment properties, he said that he liked to be able to sell off one house here or there to get some equity out as his needs came up. At that scale, he did end up needing to build his own property management company for sure. For those that want to avoid the very hands-on nature of smaller real estate investment properties, then those folks need to look at passively investing in larger commercial-sized real estate assets. They both use debt to amplify the returns for investors, and that's a great tool to take your returns to the next level. Now, debt needs to be used correctly, and not every loan is good for every piece of real estate. So I highly recommend going to a mortgage broker, and a great one at that. This year, the landing landscape changed very quickly, and those that didn't have a great mortgage broker in their back pocket lost out on some really great acquisition opportunities. And I can't say this enough. Do not try and save a few thousand dollars on your first transaction and not go with a mortgage broker, and especially on your first deal. That is a bad mistake. 
or could potentially be a really bad mistake. Maybe down the road, as you're a seasoned real estate investor, you can go directly to lenders. We do that sometimes up here at Wolf Investments. But you really need to know what you're doing when you do that. It's so much better to have the guidance from a professional that's knee deep in the current lending landscape compared to choosing the wrong loan for the wrong real estate investment. Debt can be a good thing, no matter what the talking heads say. Debt can really juice your returns and move mountains. Make sure to have the right loan for the right piece of real estate. This has been Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf. Thanks so much for listening.